You're currently listening to the free version of Let Me Talk. If you want longer, ad-free episodes, even earlier, head to lmtpod.com to find out how you subscribe. Let me talk! Let me talk! Let me talk! Let me talk! One, two... Welcome to Let Me Talk. This is the immediate aftermath of City's 3-2 win against Red Star Belgrade. I'm David Mooney. With me is the Athletic City correspondent, Sam Lee. Hello. And uh, yeah, Sam, 3-2 win in uh, in Belgrade, which was a, a game that we weren't expecting to be as interesting as it was. Yeah, I think it was just a nice break. A, like a, a nice break from the very serious business of being good, but not good enough and then being very bad, and then the Luton game being very important. Like it's just nice to have a well, that didn't matter at all. Mm. And not you know normally those dead rubbers. I can remember a Shakhtar game in seventeen eighteen when they had a massive winning run in the Premier League. Then they lost to Shakhtar, and it doesn't matter. But nobody remembers anything about that game apart from I think it was when Foden played left back. And there was that Leipzig game a couple of years ago when Walker got sent off. And it's just like it almost feels like an obligation to watch. But that was good. Like that that was it was a good performance against like not a not a great European side, but considering the level of the city team, it was a really good performance. There was loads to talk about individually. Collectively it was good. Obviously it was a bit of a tight scoreline, but City were pretty comfortable and played well. And like I say, just there was just no real jeopardy on the, it. The score doesn't matter though, does it? That's the no. thing. It's like like they could have in the end it'd have been frustrating, but they could have drawn the game or they could have lost the game, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Well it wouldn't have mattered, but like that to win all six games is very rare. Like we kind of assume, if you were to ask, not necessarily the man on the street, because they probably say it'd be all the time. But if you just ask like a cross section of City fans, whatever, how many times have City won all their Champions League group games? You'd probably go, oh, I don't know, two or three times maybe. But like that's the second time ever that an English team has done it, and it was only Liverpool a few years ago. And I remember thinking, when Liverpool did it, it's not, there's not been done before. Like, but obviously you get to these situations. But even if you won the first five. Like the sixth one the sixth doesn't matter. Doesn't yeah. matter. But also, like especially with City, especially last season, last season was a great case study. It was win all the games at home, draw away. The away games were shocking, really. There was a red card in one of them. Um, well, the, the second two. But you can see why teams don't win all six, even when you've got an easy group. Because sometimes, you just if you're going to play like Barca or Real Madrid in the group, you're going to be struggling for that yeah. anyway. But it just doesn't happen that often. So to get that as well is... Is just good. They've done their job really well, um, and yeah, the Champions League's been a bit of a been a bit of a weird one compared to the Premier League this season. But um, I haven't quite processed. I haven't quite processed it because obviously the Leipzig home game was, was in that weird yeah, yeah. was in that in weird run when it was like they played better in the Premier League games but drew, and then they played crap in that and and won. Um, but against Red Star at home, they were amazing, and we're losing one at half time. <laughs> Um, the young boys games just kind of happened anyway um, yeah the game tonight I don't, I don't know how long we're going to go on for but there was enough, there was far more to talk about than I expected, we expected yeah. basically yeah um, I mean let's start then with uh, I, I guess the big headline was uh, first off that Michael Hamilton was starting mm. and then uh, after that he goes and opens the scoring in, in quite spectacular fashion in the end it was a really nice finish Um you obviously picked up on the ball boy stuff from uh, a few years ago. It's it's just a really nice story, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, it kind of, 
it feels like that it should and does happen quite a bit that because obviously was it under 14s or whatever they're oh, the used ball as ball yeah. boys so there's a decent chance that that those kids go on and come through but obviously there's not a huge rate of that at a lot of clubs anyway but and obviously a city it's very hard but i mean again because we're, we're recording this before i'm going to write my article and I think it's probably just going to be about Hamilton, maybe a little bit about the academy generally, but I've done a lot of academy stuff. But I remember in the international break, me and Phil Hay did a profile on the 15-year-old that City signed from Leeds, and Phil had written it. And he was kind of like, oh, well, you know, because it's a fair point. We don't know what's going to happen. Like, if you sign someone at 15, they might be great, but genuinely all the best scouts in the world could think this kid's going to make it. But there's no guarantee. You never know. So it's fine to make that point. But he was kind of saying like, oh, well, you know, not many have come through in recent years. I was like, well, hold on a minute. Like, Foden and Lewis played a big part in winning the treble last year. And they've been there the whole time since like, well, officially under nines, but even before that as well. Under nines is when he can sign the first contract. Um, And obviously Palmer was there. He didn't play as big a role, but same thing. Do you think that's a mental rate? Like Three of them involved in the squad like that. And obviously two of them were playing a big part. When the quality is that high, that they are actually winning the treble, that's unbelievable, really. Because Guardiola always says it, but the young players, they don't get favours. They don't go in the team just because they're there. Okay, tonight was probably about as close as you're going to get. Because it was like, we need to make loads of changes. These players, look, if it had had been the case where players like Grealish, Stones, Akanji, they'd missed games recently. So obviously they're playing to get up to fitness. And that kind of been the case in that Leipzig game. You know, mm. it was like, why is he playing a strong team? But it was like, pretty much, it was like seven or eight of those were out of the team. And if it had been the same tonight, where they had fewer injuries, more players needing minutes, more senior players would have played, and the kids wouldn't have. But because there's just so few options, and then those options that there are available, they need to be kept for the weekend, and even for the Club World Cup. There were opportunities for the kids because that's the first, one of the only times in the seven, eight years when Guardiola has gone, okay, you can play, you can play, you can play. Yeah, the, kids. Literally the only other one I remember is that Shakhtar game where Foden played left back. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there was, um, to an extent, the second leg against Burton, but even that, yeah, yeah, even it then, wasn't like, like Aguero, like, Aguero <laughs> and De Bruyne played, didn't they? Um, so t- tonight was as probably as close as you get to Okay, you can have him, but like he's earned it. He's done. He's Hamilton's been training with City, with the first team on and off for a couple of years. He's had injury problems as well, but I mean, like he didn't look out of place. No, he looked good. And again, like it was more in flashes, but fine. Like because Oscar Bob, we were saying because we watched it together at my house. Oscar Bob didn't really do anything to the goal, did he? And it was like even they switched wings at half time, and it was like we're still not getting it this side. He must feel like bloody hell. I've, I've switched <laughs> over to where the action is, and now it's now it's not coming. But then he but did he'd been, amazingly. But he'd been like, and not on top of that, he'd been brilliant in preseason. And yeah. there was the whole sort of, oh, well, maybe this is Oscar Bob's year to to have the breakthrough moments and get those Champions League minutes, sort of thing. And then he's watched Michael Hamilton come in and and do what he did in the first half. Mm. And just like, can I have the ball, please? Yeah. Well, again, I was thinking, you know, if I write about Hamilton tonight, I will have done a profile on him before I've done one on Bob. And it's, the, it's just a bit, it's just the fickle nature of football and football reporting that Hamilton comes in. Mm. And like, I think there's a lot of City fans who genuinely had never heard of him. Scores a great goal and everyone's talking about him. But Bob's there, he's done the grind. He's been around the team last season too. And was in, like, in the well. squad. Yeah, played. And it's like, and you don't write about him. Obviously, he got his goal. So 
he'll get more mentions as well. But yeah, like just to go back to the point. So those, you know, in terms of Bob, is this going to be his breakthrough season? The clock's ticking on that, isn't it? Mm. Because you might get, well, they've got a very good opportunity against Huddersfield in the FA Cup. But beyond that, it's like, well, the Carabao Cup's gone, obviously. And even now it's getting towards crunch time anyway. But Champions League last season, 16, the best bet again is if they beat whoever, like 5-0 away from home, and then second leg, somebody goes in. But other than that, you're getting towards the time of year now where those minutes aren't there. But yeah, to go back to the earlier point of last season, you had three academy boys in the team, two making a big contribution. And now those guys are another couple of years away if they get there. Because, you know, like we've seen with City youngsters in the past, last summer and the summer just gone. If someone's wanting to spend 15 million on you. Thanks very much. Yeah, City are like, thanks very much. And also the players are like, wow, okay, well, I'll take this. So, maybe, you know, maybe someone makes that offer for Bob next summer and he's like, well, it's not bad though. And maybe Hamilton, you know, has done him no harm at all. But they are all there. And then, okay, on the one hand, you can say, well, they didn't look out of place and they didn't. It was a very weak City team against not a great team, but... They all looked like City players. It, well, let me put this to you. Even Chisoho when he came on yeah. too, it was like he looked comfortable at that holding midfield role. But I thought this was interesting. Because, well, I suppose it's no surprise because you know they've been yeah. coaching it for years. But but at the same time, it felt like, and I, again with the caveats of Champions League dead rubber playing against Red Star, it felt like the most City performance of recent weeks. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. Again with those with the heavy caveats, yeah. but it did. Um, yeah, it did, because even, you know, I said after the Luton game, like, just imagine how that first half was and who got the ball where. And there's a big space on mm-hmm. the right and Guardiola on the left and Grealish inside. Obviously, because it wasn't bad, they were just doing things slightly differently. But tonight, if you imagine it, you go, yeah, okay, he was, yeah. Yeah, the midfield were there, they were they, playing out from the back. And they kept doing they that They were turning thing it around, where, bringing it forward. Yeah. The wingers were wide, you know what they, yeah. And that, but that thing where Ortega was, I mean, it was Ortega to Foden in the second half a lot, but it was that, it was that drilled pass through the middle yeah. after having drawn Red Star into yeah. position to open that space. It felt like an old school, like end of last season Guardiola performance, but a, but a kind of old school City light, I guess, because of... Again, nature of the team that they were that they put out, and the nature of the team that they were up against in the situation that they were in. Yeah, um, but again, it's just even if nothing else, it's just an advert for the academy. Like I said, in terms of Sashoho looking at home, like it's no surprise because that's just what they do, mm. and that's obviously a good thing for the academy. Like that's just the way that City play, and they've managed to find a way for the academy teams to play like the senior team does. And nobody's surprised by that anymore. And then it gets to the stage where you can then mix them with first-team City players, and it still looks like that. And you've that's because of the, the Guardiola blueprint that's been there for so long. Like Even in this period where it's a bit uncertain, it's almost like it's done them a favour. You can transplant everyone out, give them a rest, put the others in. There's no noticeable difference to how... If City had to... I don't know about never had having to win, because maybe they would have done something else but that was just that was like the city blueprint that's how you normally expect them to play obviously there's different tweaks but that was just almost like the basic mm. we never know what Guardiola's going to do against like Spurs or Liverpool there's going to be some tweaks but if you go what does a city team look like without like overcomplicating things massively and thinking oh well maybe he does this maybe he does that if you know okay the the defender's going to go into midfield or the wingers are going to stay wide the, the striker's going to link up with the midfield 
it was just that, wasn't yeah. it? Um, but again, just to add on top of that point of it should be no surprise they played like that. Neil Lennon made the point on TNT afterwards, like Belgrade's like an intimidating place to go, um, and it, like that that stadium was kind of newer and more modern than like a kind. Of, it wasn't like a bare pit yeah. atmosphere. But yeah, these you know Still the lads they got like, their yeah. their opportunity and they not none of them let it slip really. Yeah, I mean the the from the TV footage at least it looked like the looked like the stadium wasn't exactly it wasn't exactly a quiet atmosphere. No. It's still a, it's still a place to go in and, and have to silence the crowd. It was more like there was noise happening yeah. rather than there was noise directed at you. You know, like we've seen some clips of like Galatasaray this season when they were playing United, Bayern Munich. It's proper like they're Visceral. whistling you, yeah, yeah. like they're booing you for having the ball. This was just kind of like there's noise, not like when you play FIFA or something. Yeah. Like they've just got there's just there's just crowd noise on, but um, yeah, like uh, watching games in the pandemic behind closed doors. Yeah, exactly. It was it was a bit like that. Um, yeah, I just it's just it's just really impressive. And again, I saw I saw a mate tweet during the game like he added in AI for some reason, but he was like, "I'm going to ask Chat GPT to write an article about that Hamilton goal as if he'd played for United." But it's like if you know the the amount of good press that like. Kobe Minu got. Mm. Obviously, he played well, but it's like City have got like six of them, and these are just ones that are getting the minutes at the moment. Like, if City were in the position where uh, this is, we've always said this over the years. Like, the reason there's so few opportunities at City is because there's they've got so many good top players. But if you go to like Chelsea or maybe Arsenal over the years and United in particular. The reason loads of kids are getting a go is because they need them. the seniors yeah. are struggling, or there's no there's nobody else there. And it's like if if this if like if this if the city I don't know what state the squad would have to get to. Let's say after Guardiola's gone, but let's say it's in a bad state or there's loads of injuries or something. That academy still going to be banging out players, and they're only really going to get better from now until God knows. I don't know what's going to have to change for them to not be better. They're going to filter through into that team or other teams massively, and it is just that thing of if there's a youngster for United, like people were writing good articles about him after like the Galatasaray game. After he played, I think it was at Everton, the first game when he did well. And it's like the bigger picture of this Calatasaray game is they've messed it up and it's 3 all. That that just to kind of illustrate how much it goes over the top a bit with this United youngsters. I mean, there, there was room for City to do that this evening. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They finished 3 all. But yeah, but I mean, with the kind of. But in a game, that doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. But for United, obviously, that 3 all messed them up for, for last night. There's a bigger thing going on. Like, there is, there is definitely a kind of like if if a United youngster does something in the first team, it's like you, when they were struggling last night to get the old retweets about Yanazai going back years, and, <laughs> and it's that thing. It's like City players are there, they're better, they're contributing in these kind of games, and it gets to the point where like Guardiola says Rico Lewis would be the best player in England, or like considered the best young player in England if he was a bit taller. People are like I don't even know who this guy is. Hmm. It's like well, he's obviously class as well. But that's the thing about Lewis. We've already gone past this stage, well, but well, he, he plays on a night where youngsters play, but he already looks like one of the senior players. Yeah. But that's been going on for for months. Six months, yeah. It's interesting you say that because I got a text message during the game from a friend of mine who is a Liverpool fan, and he just said, "Who the hell is Oscar Bob?" And it's mm-hmm. like, like you don't have to, like you don't have to, even if you're paying attention to City. Yeah, that's like, fine. Like, if you're a Liverpool fan, you don't yeah. know who Oscar Bob is. That's normal. But like, I think the point is, if he. If he'd had the equivalent minutes for United, I think... They'd have known who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming up after a short ad break, we'll be talking more about the game against Red Star. See you then. 
Let Me Talk is sponsored by you, the listeners. The best way to support the podcast is by subscribing via Memberful. You can pay as little as £2 per month, which gives you early access to all our podcasts ad-free, and they're packed with even more content. That gives you even more minutes of us to fill up your week. Subscribing is really easy, and the longer episodes will integrate seamlessly with your podcast app of choice, be it Spotify or Apple. Head over to lmtpod.com for more information on signing up and links to all of our socials. Let's look a little bit more at Hamilton because um, he obviously won the penalty at, at the end that uh, Calvin Phillips converted. Yeah. Um, yeah. In terms of his performance and his and his influence on the game, um, I thought he looked very grown up. I thought, yeah. like, in, in t- as, as debuts go, like you expect it. Not rabbit in the headlights sort of stuff, but you expect a little bit of timidness. You expect a little bit of. Um... Well, if he'd played like Bob did, for example, yeah, not done a lot until the goal and then scored, you'd be like, I understand that. And to be fair with Bob, it wasn't really his fault. Like, no, no, not at all. It was all going to Grealish, wasn't it, in the first yeah. half, which I guess is understandable. Um, and then Bob, where 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 he was, like, just wasn't seeing a lot of it. Um, in a different position as well, to be fair. But then, yeah, if Hamilton hadn't have had many touches and then scored a goal you'd be like okay yeah fair enough but Hamilton when he did get the ball he did look a threat he was creating stuff he was trying stuff um the one there was one um in late in the first half where he got he got the ball across and I think it was Oscar Bob coming in who slid but couldn't yeah, quite get yeah, there yeah, Grealish yeah, that kept true. it in at the back I was like that that's just watching a city first team play yeah he did he did real it was more than looked at home he he looked he looked like somebody who shouldn't be playing at that level. Yeah, Do you yeah. know what I mean? It was yeah, like yeah. Foden playing. It was like, well, of course Foden looks this good. Mm. Like, you know, when Foden played against Wickham a couple of years ago when all the kids played and Foden played, and he was only probably like 20 at the time, maybe maybe even 19, probably 20. You think, well, yeah, because that's him now. Mm. That, that's the guy who's been playing for years. And it felt like that with Hamilton. It was like, yeah, this this is a, a top performance, not just like a good performance for a kid. Or like I said, if it had been Bob, you go, well, it's understandable because he's making his debut, but he's showing you what he can do. Like, he, yeah, he did look more than more than comfortable. And again, there's no point. I mean, God, for the, for the sake of using five minutes in a, of a podcast, we could talk about oh, you know, City's problems on the right. They haven't mm. like they're still waiting to see if Doku can do it. And you know, Foden's been in and out, and they've not had somebody to nail down the right hand side. Like you could say, or oh, Hamilton is maybe maybe made a case, but it's for the back of Guardiola's mind. Yeah, yeah. It's for well, Guardiola to I, think about preseason next yeah. year going. Or maybe we'll take Micah to, let's say, Japan again yeah. or whatever. Because I was going to say, but then that, after that, yeah, we're probably not going to see him till October again. Yeah, the natural, the natural kind of media narrative. Next question is: Has he given Guardiola a problem for the next game, or, or solution, is, or solution for the next game? Yeah, for sure. Um, but but it's, it's it's tempting to think that, isn't yeah, it? Because, yeah, because of how at home and comfortable he looked, and the way he played, and the threat, and it just looked natural. It did because you know when Bernardo plays there, it was great. Look when. Bernardo played there, especially last season, when everything was working. Gundogan was there, De Bruyne was there. Perfect. Completely mm. plugged in. Perfect. But this season, you know, they've needed to borrow Bernardo in the middle. You know, Walker going up to the right has meant that others can come inside, really. They haven't got... The problem with Walker going up to the right is nothing happens on the right, does it? Yeah, they don't yeah, even bother yeah. looking for him. And so when he plays like that, like Ndoku being on the right, he's not looked as good as he did on the left. But when Hamilton plays like that, you just think, well, let's try that. And to be fair... Other teams, like, you know, United now, for example, you might as well try it because nothing else is working. But, you know, Guardiola's like the level's so much higher. And again, we talked about it being a a game against a team with a big atmosphere, good in their own Mm. league. The guy who scored the header, they said he got 109 goals or something. He got 19 goals from midfield last year. So in their own 
context, they're a very good team. But again, you throw that in even against Palace at the weekend, Guardiola's just not going to do it. Maybe he'd thrive, but Guardiola's just not going to do it. But is there an argument then in this case, let's, I mean, let's say best case scenario, City have got the game wrapped up against Palace with half an hour left. Yeah. 10 minutes to go, is that when Hamilton comes in? Well, the thing is, because we are, again, we are close, like we say tonight, with the, with the players coming, the young players coming in, because there's not many other options. The bench hasn't been strong this season. No, it's not. It's and not. a lot in, of times previous, there's been eight yeah. rather than nine. But so, in, pre- in previous years, we'd have said, like the number of times when back when Foden was coming through, people wanted to see him coming on and it yeah, was yeah. Gundogan coming on for the yeah, final yeah, five yeah. minutes. So there whatever. isn't that now. And there isn't that at the moment. No, and also even last season when Palmer played, it was generally those minutes, wasn't it? Um, Lewis obviously ended up in a different bracket after, after the World Cup. Um, but it was Palmer, obviously, and Phillips and Gomez. And again, City haven't really had that luxury recently, mm. have they? So they haven't been falling up to bring players on. Uh, and obviously Palace will be pretty difficult, I reckon. I don't think it's going to be easy at all, but, we'll, but that's a, that's yeah, a discussion. We'll talk about that on Saturday evening. Um, but yeah, I get the feeling... <sighs> yeah, because well, basically, before we get to that, like if they're falling up against Palace or whatever, he could be the ninth man on the bench rather mm. than eight. And I mean, maybe, again, maybe there's good reason for that. I don't know. Maybe there's good reason for that. Well, we won't have him on the bench because it's better for his development to play under 23s. You know, he's missed a lot of football because he had injuries like a couple of years ago during the pandemic, knee injury and things like that. So, they're like, and it's only when City players have like, like McAtee last season, they were like, there's no point in him doing under 23 season because he's already shown he's too good for it. He's outgrown it. Hamilton... It's probably not at that point yet. Maybe he is. I'm not, I, haven't, I haven't really checked. Hopefully, by the time I do this article, I will have. But there might be a reason why he is playing. Like it's, it's more valuable for him to get 90 minutes with the under-23s than it is to sit on the bench. But for others, it's like, well, they've done that. It's better for them to have experience with the first team. So maybe it's just... Maybe there will be eight on the bench at the weekend and Hamilton's going to play in, in the EDS. But if it isn't that, Guardiola might now think... You know, I can trust this lad. Yeah. And also, like, he's probably not going to come on, but not if he needs to, but if I get the opportunity to and it's 4-0, 5-0, then we'll give him three yeah. minutes. Like, it was like the Bournemouth game. In fact, it was the first home game of last season, wasn't mm-hmm. it? The Bournemouth game when Haaland didn't score, but like they won 4-0. But Rico Lewis came on with like three minutes to go and it's like, Christ, he's jumped up the pecking order. Like, there's a lot of kids on that bench who've been around for a long time and he's he's jumped up it. So you you wonder if he might be in that scenario. But I think being the ninth sub is probably the best bet for now. But you're right, there is no Gundogan to bring on. There is no, oh, well, Bernardo needs to be kept happy because everyone who's fit is basically playing to the limit. <laughs> yeah, and you look at, at the team, again, the seniors that were named in the team for the Red Star game this evening, like Kovacic, Nunes, like these are players that haven't played that yeah, much recently and minutes. they need to play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Nunes in particular. Um, well, should we talk about him for for a bit? Because yeah, he's he's an interesting one in that um, I know a few Wolves fans. I, I work with a few Wolves fans who were very much a case of thank you very much for the money. He's all yours, yeah, sort yeah. of thing. Um, really don't see why you've bought him. And then he had a, a he started. I thought all right at City, a bit quiet, but all right. And I thought there's, he's a tidy player. There's a few bits here and there. Then obviously he's been injured recently, disappeared for a while. And in that time, I've kind of I've hit the point where I'm not sure about this guy anymore. I need to. I, I want to see something. Yeah. Um, like what I can see, I think what everyone saw in the game in particular was just the way he carries the ball. 
But then if you can just add on to that, and I don't remember which game it was. Was it Young Boys at Home? But there was another, there was a game like that when he would carry it brilliantly, get to the box and mess up the final ball. Mm. And so if he starts putting that together, then that's it. And it's like, so what I've seen so far is that, but you know, I was saying about Phillips the other day, and overall, like the big picture is just, he's not good enough for City. That's what they think. Yeah. But like, he's not good enough to replace Rodri, but not none of them are. So like, it's a two-man solution, basically, if Rodri doesn't play, as we've seen. But like, that's how they regard it. Like, we can't just put one guy in there. Mm. We've got to do this. That's how they think. But then also, they don't see him as good enough at all to play alongside alongside, alongside Rodri, Rodri yeah. just, just to play in the midfield. And like that's why it feels like we're Nunes at the moment. Like it's one of those things. Obviously, you go back to the Villa game last week, and he'd been coming back from injury, so I get that. But in a game like that Villa game, when you're struggling for midfielders to the extent where they've ended up playing the the most suitable players for that role, and none of them were midfielders, you think, well, you spent fifty million on this guy when the money starts coming into it, mm. and you got Kovacic and stuff, and you just think. And again, the the basic point about Rice. Like if Rice had signed for City, he wouldn't have had a problem against Villa yeah. in terms of who's going to play there. But Nunes, it just feels like, well, what's the fucking point? Like, and then that is that is the kind of issue at the moment. But like I say, and I've got the words ringing in my head of somebody who DM'd the show on the back of our it was our show after Villa. You know, when we were kind of like, well, here's the reasons. Yeah. Here's the reasons. It's a lot of it's like it's injuries basically, and then the balance of the team. And look, in terms of the market, like well, they didn't get Bellingham, they didn't get Rice. We know that, and then they ended up getting Nunes, and he's going to need time or whatever. But I don't, I don't mind giving him that time because it's normal. But you know, the the correspondence we had from from one person was like, we've never really played particularly well, and like Rodri, for example, was playing well at his other team, and then he comes in at City and he needs time to adapt. But this opinion is, well, Nunes wasn't playing well for Wolves, as I think like Wolves fans saw, and he said that he, he wasn't much of a standout at Sporting either. So you think, okay, maybe you worry in that sense, but I'll always, I'll always back, not just give a player time to adapt to City, I'd always back a player or Guardiola to improve a player. But obviously the worry now, the big example now is, well, Phillips. But the, but, but then you, but, the, the, the worry is another Phillips. Yeah, but, but the Phillips, more, is, Phillips is clearly the outlier. Yeah, not? exactly. There are there are more examples of it, of him turning it around. You can You can see it. The way he moves through those lines... Is scary and give it twelve months. If he's added on an end product to that, then you've got a really like scary player. But again, I don't want to go overboard saying he's going to be another Phillips because that's it's way too early. But I also don't want to go overboard on the back of carrying the ball quite well and not against mid-ranking yeah. European teams and then not doing much. So we haven't seen that much yet. And obviously, I know he was injured against Villa, but let's say they got injury problems at the weekend. Not sure. I think there'd be a bit more shoehorning going on rather than rather playing him. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I would. I would like to see him play against Palace just so we can get more evidence. Mm. But I think in terms of would I want to see him start against Palace or would I want to see like Rico Lewis play inside or Bernardo play on side inside and Foden on the right? I'd rather. Nah. I'd rather see that. I think than because I don't fully trust Nunes at, at the minute, but. Um, I'm co- I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm excited for what he could become. I'm hopeful. That cautiously he could optimistic. Cautiously, I wouldn't even say cautiously optimistic. But like, I can certainly imagine him becoming a hell of a player. Mm. But yeah, it does. It does require that that final product. But I suppose that's what Guardiola was getting at. He said he's got things that that coaches can't coach, and he's got weaknesses 
that coaches can put right. So if that is the case, then hopefully it works out well. Because he, he will he will be really good and eye catching if he can put it together. But we haven't we haven't seen too much evidence of him putting it together yet. But we didn't see that too much with the others. Yeah, the other name there was Kovacic, who. Um, I, I can't really. I can't remember if it was you I was talking to on one of the podcasts, or if it was just one of my friends I was talking to about this because I talk about so much city these yeah. days. Um, these days, well, any day. Yeah. Um, Kovacic started really well, came yeah. into the team, looked almost at home immediately. Obviously, had his brain meltdown against Arsenal, where and wolves and wolves, but at Arsenal, where he, he somehow wasn't sent off. Yeah, um, I was mad on it, and then almost as if that triggered a period of just not being trusted for a while. Yeah, um, it seems to. Where do you think he is? Because... I think he is the stage of... A stage above Nunes. I think the stage is we have to trust him hmm. or we have to give him opportunities because we haven't got anything else. I'm thinking that's what... Again, I need to... I feel... Every time I say this, I need to point out... I'm paraphrasing <laughs> on behalf of Guardiola. I feel like Guardiola and the coaching staff are thinking... We need to do that. You know, mm. we, we need to trust him. We need to start playing him again. We need to get him in and get him up to speed. Because he was fine there's before, not much yeah, else. Yeah. And again, like if he had been, if he hadn't got that injury for Croatia, I think he's got to go in against Villa. And maybe it's alongside Stones, probably alongside Stones. Um, well, it would have been, like I say, it's got to be a two-man solution. But you need to do that because you can't go through the season not playing either of them. And again, he's shown enough to be like, I can do this job, like you can rely on me. Um, and I, I think it's got to the stage where he's, he's fit again, so he's coming back in. But also I think it's like, because he was always going to sign even if Gundogan stayed. Yeah. Like if Gundogan had stayed and he was still class, you wouldn't see as much of Kovacic and it wouldn't be so much of an issue. But it is more pressing because like we say, they got to the stage against Villa where they, they had the best two midfielders were playing on the wings, mm. for, you know, for for understandable reasons in my view. But it's not really sustainable. And again, even even when players are fit, you know, I've always said if it gets back towards like the most control oriented team you can imagine towards the end of the season, I was thinking, you know, maybe it would be Kovacic and De Bruyne say, as a number eight and Bernardo back on the right. Kovacic. Yeah, well, because he's going to have to kind of do that that Gundogan job. And you know, he he can drop back, but he can stay high. And look, he's not as good as Gundogan, but he brings certain things to the team in terms of carrying the ball and he'll look for Haaland and these kind of things. And you know, in theory, take it can take the ball under pressure and manoeuvre it well. Um, so yeah, I do feel like in the in the kind of ultra control environment, then it would be him and De Bruyne in midfield, Bernardo on the right. But you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be like because Bernardo and De Bruyne in midfield is nice, is good. And then whether it's Foden or Doku, or probably not, but Hamilton on the right hand side, then you've got that too. But they're gonna, like again. That's basically the two options mm. for that, and they're going to have so many games. Like there was, there's obviously games we've seen not just last season but all the seasons when City are still in both competitions. It's almost like the the best, most important players playing the Champions League, and there's a bit of rotation for the Premier League and like FA Cup semi-finals and stuff. And like you can't keep battling. Like in the Premier League, you, you knew maybe it wasn't ideal, but you knew you'd put Gundogan in, like against Leeds, mm. put him in holding midfield. It'll be all right. Get the job done. Yeah. And but now it's like well, you're going to have to put Kovacic in. But again, he's going to have to step up. But also, City know they have to rely on him because with the paucity of options there are at the moment, and obviously, hopefully, with injuries, that improves towards the second half of the season. But you need 
you need some alternatives. And again, with Nunes, at the moment, it doesn't look like he's going to be that guy. But hopefully, by the end of the season, he's an option too. But if he's not, it's definitely going to have to be Kovacic. Yeah. But again, you get to the stage where it might then probably and hopefully be a lot of Rico Lewis as well. Um, again, on nights like this and plenty of other nights in the Premier League, you go, the guy's class. And he is. But it is that thing as well. Like You've seen him against Arsenal, seen him against Villa. Admittedly, in games when City haven't really tried to achieve much, but he's not been able to get on the ball. When he has, he's looked hurried off it. Those are the games that remind you, okay, he is only 19, but he is quality. And I'm sure if they pick those games right, he'll obviously have a big say as well. And again, as we saw tonight, he just looks more than at home. That Guardiola already said after the Leipzig game, was it like he's a master being the right back and coming into the middle? <laughs> again, we don't know what's going on with Walker, but that could be very useful too. And whether if even if we're talking about long-term, at some point, you know, Walker's going to, play less or leave or whatever. Yeah. And that's surely made for, for, for Lewis long-term. But there definitely be opportunities in midfield as well this season. That's the end of the free version of Let Me Talk. There is more for members, though, if you sign up at lmtpod.com. Sam, what is extra for members on this one? Yeah, so we're talking about two players, Oscar Bob, which has got some new stuff in it, and Calvin Phillips, which hasn't really. <laughs> but we do it all the same. That's all for members. Those ad-free episodes are longer and they're out earlier. You can find out more on lmtpod.com. If you want to send us an email, it's hello at lmtpod.com. We're also on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok, so just search for lmtpod on there. Thank you very much for listening. We will see you next time. Money.